I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Hazard County, a little corner of the world where everyone knows everyone else and people are never too busy to stop and say howdy. Shoot, some folks even say this is where the apple pie was invented. Yep. Basically, everything down here moved a little bit slower. Unless, of course, your last name is Duke. Oh, sorry, I'm looking for a quote now. This is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack off hiatus. Getting a little two weeker break there, everybody. We're back and we're loving it. Uh, welcome back to the show that mines the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. Where the hell is Cletus Dunaway? Oh, hi. Yeehaw! And all that stuff, y'all. And now it's time for some theme song fact-checking. Oh. I'll try to read these lines with my fact-checking voice. I may break into song, no promises. All right, here we go. Just the good old boys. Eh, unproven. <laughs> what we do have here is a smart-ass and a jackass and an orange Dodge Charger. Next! <laughs> Never meaning no harm. Almost broke into song. Hmm, let's see. More attempted cop killings than an iced tea, did he? Hmm. <laughs> However, since you qualified that with a never meaning, I guess it's not technically not true. Next. Beats all you never saw. What? No. What? <laughs> Next. Been in trouble with the law. True. True. Since the day they was bone. I got to tell you, the whole story seems improbable. I don't think we need to inspect the second verse. So, hey, somebody give me the lyrics to the A-Team. I got some work to do. <laughs> I like this. Dissecting theme songs is fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. I know this is I'm fun. fun. Yeah, this is Yeehaw. great. Uh, also with us, uh, Randy, faster than a cheetah on cocaine, Jordan. Yeah, well, I'm going to sing. Oh, oh <laughs> aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Randy. I, I'm going to sing, and uh, this is just going to show you how much I uh, was taken by the film. 
I immediately, after watching this movie, got right back to preparing for the Oscars. So this is what I got. All right. It goes, just the Oscar films. Jordan Peele is a man. Army Hammer pretty much impersonated John Hamm. <laughs> uh, there was Phantom Thread. There was Washington Post. Orlando Motel Rednecks made have scared us the most. Just escaping Dunkirk in our darkest hour. Fill up your bathroom with water and downstairs there's a shower. <laughs> Are you getting any of this? Okay. <laughs> Putting up some billboards. Then I'm watching them burn. Someday they'll award that Irish girl from Lady Bird. Okay, I'll uh, stop. That was really good. <laughs> but really good. my favorite part is where you skip Dunkirk, because I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, we. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I like Dunkirk. Hold you on. Know, I don't know what Jimmy Kimmel has planned, but but he needs to take a look at that and maybe uh, shelve whatever. Whatever they've written. Yeah. And have them just come out and sing that. Yeah, what's the problem oh, with Dunkirk? Oh, he's going to come out and sing mine? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I guess I'm uh, predicting that this uh, Saoirse Ronan is not only not going to win again, but that's going to be her career. She's going to she's gonna get nominated and then never win an Oscar. Well, uh, she, uh, she, didn't she, I thought she won for that. Um, well, whatever. She yeah. didn't win for Brooklyn, no. She should have. She was amazing. Yeah, she was really good. Saoirse, by the way. So, oh, is it? Rhymes with inertia. Yeah. Porsche, Porsche, I don't know. <laughs> uh also with us and finally brian john Do sorry <laughs> brian joe don baker is his is his patronus ibit <laughs> sure is. i couldn't talk there but go ahead okay uh mr uh, balladeer you've got the sheet in front of you for the narration for the dukes of hazard uh tape is rolling go ahead and start whenever you're ready all right <laughs> how are them duke boys gonna get out of this one when you're flying by the seat of your pants, nothing sounds better than a plan B. <laughs> this looks like a heaping helping of trouble for Hazard County. Do uh, you really want me to read this now? All right, okay. Sean Williams, Scott's tight little derriere, looks good in those Wranglers, and that spells trouble for the Duke boys. <laughs> How are them Duke boys actors going to find work after this one? If you're going to the bathroom, you'd better take a good book so you're in there for the full one hour and 49 minute running time of this heaping pile of shit. <laughs> wow. That was really good. For a guy who's only seen one episode of uh, of, this <laughs> yeah, of the actual right. show this movie's based on and watched it with us, I'm impressed. Right. Yeah. I want to get, get right to that. Brian Ibbett, when, when you watched that one episode yeah. of the Dukes of Hazard with yeah. us, did you think... Oh, you know what? After every shot and before every shot, Luke was taking his junk out and sticking it in Bo's face. <laughs> I did not think that. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was really a revelation in the credits. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll throw you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's Dukes of Hazard, everybody. Scott Fletcher uh, explains more. The Dukes of Hazard. Cousins Bo, Luke, and Daisy Duke, and their Uncle Jesse, egg on the authorities of Hazard County, Boss Hog, and Sheriff Coltrane. That's the simplest, most straight-up wow. Dukes of Hazard mm -hmm. description I've ever read in my life. It's almost, I mean, it's its its only slightly more than the Dukes of Hazzard. Right. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got people in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's longer it's, than the TV show. It's uh, its uh, the movie, the movie version of the Dukes of Hazard, the beloved 80s uh, Friday night must-see TV TV show that I grew up with is now a film. Well, it was a it was a film in 2000 and uh, what was the year here? Five. Five. 205. 
Yeah, uh, the year of Batman Begins and the third Star Wars prequel is how I always remember the year 2005 for whatever reason. Also, the, so, f- the last year so I barfed. We, were, yeah. we, really, we really needed this film during that time. Everything was very dark and uh, oh, sad. Yeah. So we needed oh, this. It, was, it was the year of Sin City and Brokeback Mountain. and It was a really sad year. Whoa, that was Brokeback Mountain year? That feels like yesterday. Yep. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I think th- I would have called I that think, earlier or later, I guess. But whatever. I think my favorite movie was the movie A History of Violence that year. Oh, that oh, was so good. Great movie. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, uh, that was really good. Munich, Munich, Siriana. It was just a it was just. Yeah, we desperately needed this kind of slapstick comedy. Well, well, OK, them. now, hold on. Let me let me <laughs> uh, needed slapstick comedy. I don't know if we needed this. this yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say right up front and it'll be a recurring theme for me today. This could have been way better. And by that, ah. I mean, by that, I mean, here's what I mean. There is there is uh, there is a movie to be made here and there's fun to be had. And it's and they just are shitty at this. Like this is you're, the director. You're going to hear this a lot this episode. Uh, Here's the thing: They're, the director and writer of this thing is part of that Super Troopers deal. The well, he's the he's the leader of the Super Troopers group. Yeah, he's the he's the main guy. And, broken and, lizard. And people love that broken lizard business. They like that. They like that uh, first Super Troopers is a new one being made now. Uh, so it's a cult classic and, deal, I guess. Uh, and, never saw. And you it. know he. He got this job because Jay Shanta Sikar had made Super Troopers, and then he made Club Dread and managed to pull it off really cheaply. Like they were, they were popular. He, you know, they were competent as far as putting together, you know, a guy no one had ever heard of. And apparently, he uh, directed a bunch of episodes of Arrested Development. Did you know that? Yes, I did yeah. know. Well, after this viewing, I knew that. But yeah, and then some episodes of The Goldbergs, which is a fantastic show. Uh, and a bunch of New Girl episodes. I know uh, Ibbett's a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, I did some Community episodes. Well, like the guys, a fan anymore, but a fan. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, Community was a thing you were into. He did like oh, love Community. Yeah, six, seven episodes of that. Guys, guys got some you know stuff. He's been busy. He's been doing things. This is just shitty. It's shitty. Yeah, I think it. I think the fact that it, uh, it's no coincidence that. This came well before all those other things that we mentioned that we really, really like. That's really, really good. I mean, aside from the Super Troopers stuff, which I think started before 2005, at least the it did. It did. yeah, the, um, yeah. He made he made Super Troopers. He made Club Dread, and then he got the he got this job. Yeah. Well, his like, first his uh, Super Troopers was 01, and Club Dread was 04, and then this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. So I mean, all I, that other stuff that the we that I like. Well, right. after this, he directed he directed five episodes of Arrested Development between this and Club Dread. And then after this, went back to a bunch of TV again and then did Beer Fest, which wasn't very good either. Oh, I love Beer Fest. But the, the thing is, it's different. This is this is a, a thing that we've all seen and know, well, except for Ibit. We all have these <laughs> we have all these expectations and these beliefs about it going in. And you have to get closer to those than this movie does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It tries to take it to a different place that d- didn't exist. Bo, Luke Duke was not a freaking perv that would just go to the house, run upstairs, and oh, m- make it with okay. Maurice's daughter. I'm going to stop Scott right there. All right. <laughs> I've, okay. had there it, I've had it. I've had enough of your talking. All right. So, 
All right. So yeah, Duke uh, history. Yeah. Right. All right. So so here's the deal. I agree with Scott. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to start out saying, is this a good movie? No. By the definition of what we consider to be good movies, is this movie right in line with the spirit of everything that is the Dukes of Hazard? Absolutely. I think is. <laughs> right in line and the reason why is that I, maybe you're building up the dukes of hazard from your friday night's childhood to a level that maybe almost rivals star wars but it's not <laughs> well it i'm not i'm not dukes doing that freaking, yeah. the dukes of freaking hazard no no no. i know right? i realize that this is like the beverly hillbillies thing and i liked that movie i know that this is the one it walked out of i think <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but I I think that's a decent adaptation of a thing that's just frivolous and dumb. This is frivolous and dumb and could have had a better adaptation. There's a meanness to this movie where it's there's a meanness to it. There's like yes, exactly. There's not the 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 big hearted, uh, the big hearted part is missing. You know, Uncle Jesse wasn't such a dick. Uh, The Duke boys weren't such dicks. It's just I was actually (laughs) thinking you could. You could write a commandments of the Dukes of Hazard before making this movie, and you'd have to throw out a bunch of the movie. I was I was actually writing some things down. Like, for example, Dukes of Hazard, the TV show. Uh, one of my commandments is you never ever go to a city. You don't go to you don't get on an airplane. You don't go to an airport. You don't do anything cityfied. In fact, this the sub rule here is all roads are dirt roads. Oh, yeah, right. and it's like. Right. And it's like this movie doesn't, you know, I, it it doesn't really care about all that kind of stuff. It kind of breaks I, what what I would have assumed would, to be Dukes of Hazard lore, like having them go into Atlanta or wherever. And, I, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, this is the whole thing I'm having trouble with with you guys. Is I I think that <laughs> okay, so all right, so first of all, the Dukes of Hazard was a show that we needed for the time. It was a it was a definite reflection of what we needed from the time. No, we didn't. Two thousand five didn't need Dukes of Hazard. Now we no, talk no, no, about no, no, the no. TV show. Oh, no, oh, TV oh. Show. okay. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll it was that. a reflection of what we needed at the time. Sure. And, which we was wanted. something. So, here's I, what we needed at the time: something better I before Dallas. Just fine without it. Yeah. What we <laughs> I, what we needed at the time was something better to lead into Dallas, and that's what we got. Right. Well, what we needed what we needed was a break from all the seriousness, and I think it was a natural marriage uh, for Jackass, which was an which is a natural break from our where we were going, which was taking ourselves so serious in the mid 2000s i think that this was kind of the opposite of that and i think bringing in johnny knoxville of the whole jackass thing that was going on at the time i think that was exactly in the spirit of what the original one was he's fine as a cast he's fine as a cast pick the problem is he was just johnny knoxville in this he wasn't any he wasn't another but i'm glad i'm glad he was johnny knoxville because we needed we needed a purpose we needed we needed a purpose, and he was the center of that purpose. You're so fun. This is I, what you do I sometimes. You're, you, you, you. This is like uh, the Japanese have just attacked Pearl Harbor, and what we needed then was no. There was no 2005 impetus for what we needed. It was just uh, Johnny Knoxville. You should be Luke Duke. All right. I'm like, that's it. Right. There was yeah. no special anything. We're going to give your character the name Luke Duke. Uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm defending the director. No problem. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm defending the director's decision for the direction he went in. I'm defending the movie itself. As as a as a community, did we need this? I think he was looking and going, what 
what were people uh what what was missing at that time during the you know Dukes of Hazard's original TV run and I think he was trying to go for that here was it a success absolutely not I mean look at the scores I mean no it wasn't yeah. but I, I I will defend I will defend the direction they went in it was so bad of a direction that <laughs> that here's what happened Tom Wopat uh, the other guy that played Luke can't think of his name. Uh, it's the guy, also the lady. Everybody who played anybody in the old show right. refused to do cameos right. because they were like, "This script sucks." Oh, boo, freaking who? And they I refused. had to watch a whole season of Toy and Vance because sure. of their hoity-toity decisions. So, no, eh, I'm with you. I'm with you there. But uh, I remember that those are those were sad, dark days. <laughs> But what Josh I, Schneider, by the way, and, and uh, Catherine Bach. Yeah, there you go. The, the, well, and, yeah. and, and I guarantee you Catherine Bach plays the Linda Carter role yes, in this movie. Yes, absolutely. They were to- you know they were totally like eyeing her for the Linda Carter oh, role. So absolutely. funny. Absolutely. But yeah. let's look. Let's just look. They, uh, who was it? It was, was Snyder, or which one of them was it? Uh, the original Luke that was complaining and saying that, oh, you know, uh, Jessica Simpson is no... Daisy Duke or whatever. I'm like, oh, but she's plenty attractive. I mean, come on, you're just nitpicking. Wait, they, they, that was so the, they remember it. They remember. I, I don't it think that's why. I don't think that's why they didn't like her in this. She played. She didn't play the feminist bombshell. She just kind of played the bombshell. Yeah, right. And the old I Daisy mean, Duke. A little bit of feminist bombshell in the or feminist in the uh, when she's beating the guy up in the bar for complimenting her. Right, but the yeah, whole the whole thing about the whole thing about Daisy Duke is that she's got her own designs, and in this movie, she's just a self aware, uh, you know, mm-hmm. tool of her cousins. Like, yeah, it's he, uh, like I don't know, it just didn't quite work. And that's the thing, like everything I want to complain about, it didn't quite work. Right, like I don't want to say Burt Reynolds is wrong for Boss Hog. I just constantly felt like, oh, that could have been cast better somehow. I don't know how. I know how. Here's but- who it should have been. It should have been, um, uh, should have been a big fat guy. He should have been, <laughs> should have been yeah. uh, more should've- kind of round and short and angry and kind of you know spazzing out dome. all the time. Almost Needs like to have uh, a chrome dome. Yeah, uh, Jeff Lay, like not a Danny DeVito kind of uh- right. And the guy who played, uh, the guy who played Roscoe. Hold on, he was in MC Lost. Ganey was fine. He's fine, but listen, I like MC Ganey. I'm not going to throw any shade that guy's direction, but I think he's better than this stuff. I think what you do is you hire that dude was in uh, Eastbound and Down. Uh, 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 yeah, that guy. Yeah, what's his and, name? And there's and in and, 2005. Yes, why not? Why not? He was and, working. And in every in every one of these complaints, the. The goal here is to get Chandra Seacard to, to direct the person to be more like what you expect. So, like, MC Ganey was fine. That's a good casting. I like it and everything. But Roscoe P. Coltrane, the character, is real sniveling. And he's got all this, <laughs> this thing. And MC Ganey just doesn't do it. He's never directed no. to be that guy. Yeah. MC Ganey almost has, again, what little knowledge I have of the show, MC Ganey almost uh, overlaps his Venn diagram circle into the boss hog. Mm-hmm. character and and has a little a little hog in him yeah danny mcbride Dan, danny mcbride's who i was looking for by the way <laughs> nice. yeah Dan, look i agree if we were casting it today danny mcbride would be a no-brainer i just don't know in 2005 we had a popular cast of characters who we could throw into there so i yes 2005 the, the never forget the year the, the drought of actors <laughs> I'm just no, no, no. no. I'm just like 
I'm just saying, look at any episode of Saturday Night Live, and you will see comedic actors impersonating things more accurately, like more of what you expect but than do in you, this movie. Is that what you wanted? Is that what yes, you wanted? Yes, that's a, what we're a... saying. We we wanted like a tribute I think... with some new jokes. I think if you got that, I think you would have totally forgotten this film. I think this film would have been totally 100% forgotten, not even as a bad movie, just nothing. Just no chances, no risk, no reward. You would got have you would have gotten a movie that would have flown in and flown right back out. Because you know why? Because they did that. They made the very next movie, because people were complaining, and they made the very next movie straight to video. Uh, oh, was there? It, I didn't know that was a thing. Was really? that a thing? I don't yeah, know. and they and they tried to be more honest to the TV series. And guess what? Do you remember it? No, you don't even know about it. You know why? Because no. uh, who gives a crap? Well, maybe because it well, went direct to video. <laughs> I didn't even really remember this one. Uh, I don't know if you remember us talking about it a couple weeks ago, but right. when we were talking about it, I assumed that Ben Stiller and um, Owen Wilson <laughs> were the uh, <laughs> were Bo and Luke Dukes. Our skin hutch. <laughs> and I think exactly. And I think I might have liked this movie a little better if they were Bo and Luke Duke. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I've said, as, as far as my problem with the Duke boys themselves, your central characters of the entire Hazard County mythos, is that Johnny Knoxville is playing Johnny Knoxville. They don't get anything else out of him. And I want to go on record as liking Johnny Knoxville a lot. I like him in lots of things, including things where he's playing fictional characters. He's good in them. They're, for whatever reason here, they just said, well, okay, you'll wear this shirt. It's kind of plaid. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. the only differentiator between him and Johnny Knoxville, the guy. And What's then my motivation this scene? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, totally. And Sean William Scott is basically just Stifler country Stifler. version. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You get this feeling like he was told, have fun. You know, you, you're, you're a great comedic actor. Have fun with it. We're going to get you to just ad lib a bunch of takes every time we have the camera on you. And then we're going to pick the one that's the funniest and go with it. And, you know, like, I, I feel like this movie deserves to be scripted funny instead I, of that method. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, I think this. I, I think the Dukes of Hazard needs to live in the 80s, and any type of remake uh, is going to be a fail unless you take some chances. You're going to have to totally step out of the box because it's not going to play. It's not going to play. You can't, you can't bring a Dukes of Hazard movie to, to modern times. I don't disagree just, with that. I mean, honestly, if I'm... If I'm really thinking about it, could I mean even a Danny, a perfectly cast Danny McBride as Roscoe P. Train, like all the things I want, uh, and the heart of the original show. What have you got? Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree, and that's why maybe just don't ever make this. But but part of me says there's a range though in there. Like I I agree with you on the on the on the top end and the low end, but there's somewhere in the middle they could have just. Stuck the landing a little bit better so that instead of this being a 33 in IMDb, it's like a 58, and we're and it's sort of enjoyable, like for, for like kind of like the, <laughs> they, the, the hey, Beverly that, Hillbillies. You're, you're for reading me. you're reading the meta score for that. the The IMDb is flat in the middle, 5.1 out of 10. Oh yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, look at that. You're right. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know. Well, the yeah. movie's fun. Well, it's it not is. like it's not fun. It's fun. But here's the question, you know, and again, uh, maybe I'm the best person to answer this. Does the movie stand on its own for somebody who was right, right. born too late to watch Dukes of Hazard? I mean, I'm, you were born too no, late. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm like oh. saying I mean, somebody who was born in like the early 80s. <laughs> sure. Right. They want to watch this. I, and I, no, it doesn't do anything for them. I don't think no, so. No. I, no, I think. 
know. yeah i i think i i i think they went right way with trying to uh ride the johnny knoxville train i think he was the modern equivalent of of that audience at really? the time the only way the only way you could have went more is to have cast a wrestler to be honest with you, okay. 2005 was the year of that too. <laughs> I was shocked that Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't show up in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was. Right. I was waiting the whole movie. Yeah, he could have been. He could have been even like that cousin that was all into firearms and blowing up yeah. stuff and everything. That totally could. Yeah. Been him. Uh, what's his name? Shawn Michaels could have yeah. showed up in this film. He sure. was. He was around the, the right age and everything. Dude, even the guy I who just, even the guy who played the original Cooter. The the mechanic wouldn't oh. wouldn't he wouldn't come on this show he he was like and of I course hate this. not they cast this character as the most racist of all the characters he was the yeah. only one that was still a racist I gotta yeah. I gotta I gotta credit David Keckner is in his element I love Peter's David Keckner yeah. I love I that love guy so good. yeah he's so uh, speaking good. of the Goldbergs he's fantastic on that show and he's, he's great what's his uh, name's yeah. best friend Jeff Garland's best friend he's fantastic but man yeah yeah he's always good I it, it's not that these people can't do things I even like Sean William Scott and like the rundown and stuff like that I don't sure road trip and yeah, yeah. no I, I like Sean William Scott too I don't know I mean I'll it, tell you. Uh, during the scene where uh, where it's revealed that Johnny Knoxville is sleeping with uh, with his with Luke or Bo's uh, girl nice. that he's so after, yeah. Oh, and they're driving down Atlanta, and he is just dead staring him, not looking at the road. I, I, I oh, I was, I, I was can amused. we catch it right there? Can we talk about? Can we talk about amused. that whole scene? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so the the boys get thrown in jail that's true to form right yeah, yeah sure the boys the boys somehow get out of jail through a diversionary tactic by daisy duke okay i'm, I'm allow it yeah that's uh, it's, it's, get, it's they, canon they do that sure yeah they somehow magically get the car in the 30 seconds that the cops are distracted by daisy duke okay whatever it's, it's Cooter brought it. i know but i'm just saying the whole thing <laughs> there's a whole thing there and then for some reason i lose it when we okay we were playing zz top all right it's texas instead of georgia but okay okay yeah. and then it's and then it's a song i freaking love but it's acdc yeah and it's like okay it was a bridge too far how did i get the, how did acdc yeah. i love acdc and well, that's where i'm finally like no i can't take it anymore they had to edge it's just it up not they, quite right they had yeah. to edge it up and i get that and your your problem was littered skinnered and yeah what brian know, I, what brian would say is Listen, in 2005, it's what we needed. Look, look <laughs> honestly, honestly, I th I think the problem is you guys were too sober. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I was you needed sober. about you needed about two gallons of Uncle Jesse's uh, moonshine. Yeah, oh, which well, really but those all broke, movie. so I we couldn't have it. <laughs> right, they all got dropped on there. Opening scene. I mean, here's the thing. They got the car. The jumps are awesome. The freeze it in midair narrator guy talking. Yeah. Those are all yeah. very nostalgic. Oh, they all made me happy. But I'll tell you what. I have to pile on to Randy's uh, thought and agree with him 100% on do not go to Atlanta. And here's why I would say this. It's not because you're not in Georgia or you shouldn't be able to go someplace else. Part of what makes Dukes of Hazard work, and a lot of things work, it's what makes Mad Max work, is that you've got a place that is... Uh, it's like a Western there mm -hmm. in Westerns. It's timeless and there's no end to it. There's no beginning to it. It just exists. 
and you've created a fantasy world. Dukes of Hazard created a fantasy world about this little monkey town, and you're never supposed to know what's on the outside. In fact, right. we should live in a Star Trek world where it's all, it's like that casino episode of TNG. It's just, it's been written and created, and it's self-contained. Mm-hmm. And if you really did go to the edge, there'd be like an invisible dome there, and you'd smack up next to it because <laughs> you shouldn't be able to get gonna, out of there. I, and I just I'm going to disagree. That I think there's precedent. Almost all TV shows eventually go there, right? They eventually go to Hawaii. They eventually go to Japan. They eventually go outside yeah. of their area for comedic effect. And, and how I good are those episodes? Yeah, how good are those? They're terrible. Brady Bunch goes to Hawaii. But, I mean, oh, all right, we get the. But, we get the but listen. <laughs> but don't you aren't those the episodes you remember? And no. Then, yeah, yes, but they are. Good. You remember? No, no he's I, he's right I, that I honestly, they're memorable, but they're memorable because that's the, the those are when sh- sharks got jumped literally. Yeah. In the yes. case in the case of uh, of Happy Days, that's right. what they did. They well, did a vacation no, trip. No sharks in Milwaukee. When? You had to leave Milwaukee think, to jump the do you shark. Think there's some kind of continuity story here between but, but, 1982. Two or whenever this show it's, ended in 2005. It's, it's like you're saying the prequels are memorable, so that's good for them. Yeah, uh, it's very, a, okay. You know, and bringing up the Brady Bunch, I mean, it's very much kind of like what they did with the Brady Bunch movies, right? You, you're hmm. basically the same Brady Bunch family, but you're thrust into this modern world where everyone's wearing, you know, designer jeans now, and and right. That would it. That see that works for that show, and I I thought about that. I was like, oh, they should have done that. And then I thought, no, because, I mean, they were so blissfully ignorant about racism and the things they were doing. If you brought that, and they kind of teased it a little bit when they went to Atlanta with the rebel flag on top of the car, uh, and you know, racist, you know, yeehaw, and it was just so. Well, they've never seen a person of color inside Hazard County, have they? Is that right? <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want Bo and Luke to be. I never did ignorant because they could have totally brought that and said, "Look how ignorant these hicks are," and I don't think it would have played because you can't have them being that ignorant, like you did in the Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch being ignorant was hilarious. Yeah, right? again, well, I mean, <clears throat> yes. If you if you decided you thought that was funny, yes, it was hilarious. I mean, that's right, that's but, the thing. Yeah, the some thing of the, is- some of this is charming because you're like, oh, uh, you know, it's a good hearted attempt at a a dad jokey kind of level of humor and I'm okay right. with this. That's why I liked the Beverly Hillbillies movie. I know I'm kind of in the minority here, but I felt like it had the right heart about it. This, I like that this, movie. Yeah, oh good. All right. So we got two of us at least. Uh mm-hmm. I <laughs> it really hated that movie. I really hated uh that movie. but I, I will, okay, hold on. I got a question for you then. Of sure. that and this, which are both, you know, kind of hillbilly yeah. things, which is yeah. not your thing. Which of which would you not want to watch? Which which movie would I walk which? out of sooner? Yeah. <laughs> or later, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which one would you walk uh, out of later? Let's say. I think uh I think I would have walked out of this one more quickly. And maybe what? maybe it is just because I didn't grow up watching I did grow up watching the Beverly Hillbillies on syndication. I didn't grow up mm-hmm. watching Dukes of Hazard. But um I don't know. God, that's a tough question. That's a yeah, hard I probably one for would have watched more yeah. of yeah, probably would have watched more of. Uh, have we have we done that one for? No, we should. No, no for, we should. We've been holding off because we didn't want to force you to do it, but we should do so, it. Whatever. It's been long enough since Catwoman. Right. So I've 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 envisioned I'm envisioning uh, Brian Ibbett's Purgatory, and it's going to be he's in a he's he is watching he's watching a movie, and by the way, being disrupted by many people at the movie going experience. Uh, he's watching the yeah. Dukes of Hazard. He gets mad. He gets up. He goes to the exit door. He walks to the exit door. But psych, 
He's in the Beverly Hillbillies now. Every time he walks out, he walks back into one of the two. I like it's it. It's like, right, right. The, instead of the door leading to a hallway, it just leads to theater number two, which is showing the Beverly Hills. I want to lay out a little note that I wrote and see if Ibit uh, follows this uh, sure. as I did. So, you know, so we're saying there's there's sort of like a Dukes of Hazard universe, and they go outside of it over and over in this movie. Yeah. And, that's, and that's jarring. Did you notice there was a a scene where uh, Burt Reynolds basically lists the alternate plots for the movie? Yeah. Did you yeah. catch that? He's complaining oh, about Enos always telling the Dukes where they are. Yeah. And he's right. like, like that time that I had the chicken farm, and they all, and you're like, oh wait, oh, that would have made a better movie. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they well, make okay. that into the and movie? I was wondering mm-hmm. if those were like plots from the TV show. Those, like, those, those were, were plots like, from. Yes. They were. They were plots from they the TV okay. show. As a matter of fact, they they made many jokes. And if you think that they were not uh, writing a love letter to the Dukes of Hazard, I mean, many jokes. That's funny. It was very. It was true. But uh, no, they uh, they also mentioned some some goofs from the original series, which is where. Uh, Bo and Luke escape from prison using their shoelaces, but they're always seen as wearing boots. Yeah, so no, they, but they here's they yes, but to call that a love letter to the old series, <laughs> do you ever do you ever get a love that's letter a with joke. a little bit of pee and semen on it? Because that's what this love letter is like. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I mean it's hey, not the nicest letter you could send. It's it, it, and that and that brings me like back the to the obvious. I, I want to love letter. Letter. But oh, sorry. <laughs> I want let me swing back to my whole original point with that is that there's there is a sweetness and a good heartedness to the original this is void of it doesn't have it uncle jesse is just stoned that's it that wasn't how he was in the old thing uh cooter's well, and, uh, kind of mindless he wasn't mindless and, well like, and it's also it's also got an edginess it doesn't need the first time we see uh uncle jesse interact with daisy duke we're led to believe he's about to go peep on her naked in the shower and then the joke is the shower is their secret portal to their still. Yeah. Well, that that is just like that's way more edgy than it needed to be. It could have been a, a fine joke without that sort yeah. of, you know, without changing the the nature of how the Dukes work. Completely agree. You don't need to. They didn't need to be changed. You mm-hmm. have your archetypes. You can have some fun around them. Hell, go to Atlanta. That's fine. But you were going to say something. I cut you off. What were we going to oh, say? Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was something. That, uh, that was so long ago. It was so long ago, and I can't remember what it was <laughs> pertaining to. Uh, can, can we talk a, a little bit more about the uh, the whole uh, changing times thing and the rebel flag and that sort of stuff? Sure, why not? Oh, yeah. I I it, it I didn't watch the movie until uh, very recently. You guys all watched it like days and days ago, and, and I just watched it over the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And before I watched it, uh, we uh, tangled with some chucklehead on Twitter who thinks that calling people woke is an insult. <laughs> and I was thinking about how this movie is really, really self-aware about the rebel flag and about what the Dukes of Hazard was in its time and so on. And uh, I, I feel like uh, Jay Chandra Sikar, who is a, a very, you know, like leftist liberal kind of guy in, in real life, I felt like he threaded the needle pretty well. Uh, he basically just doesn't really do much to, you know, to drift one way or the other, except for that one scene where they drive the General Lee into Atlanta. It, mm-hmm. it, it felt it felt like the movie almost uh, ignored like social justice issues and so on, like just 
we're just going to merrily go on our way and just not even reference it for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, again, you, you hired the guy for a reason. <laughs> he seemed like he had a good, you know, super troopers is, is this tone, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, right. the, it's the right guy. Probably. I don't know who else does this. Like if you said to me today, Hey Scott, 2018, that's the year yeah. we're, we're making Dukes of Hazard again. First of all, I would advise against it. <laughs> because I don't, I'm kind of, I mean, this is where I agree with Dunaway 100%. It's a thing of its time. And in some ways, it's just about impossible to recreate what that was. Because what that was was very TV oriented and very, oh, what are the Duke boys up to now? And to make it a two hour thing you spend, you know, 12 bucks for and bring the whole family and buy popcorn is not, it's just not the same. So first, I'd say don't. But if you had to do it, Judd Apatow. Uh, yeah sure that's, that's the first name that came to my mind but he'd have to see here's the thing though you'd have to go like you'd have to go r with it or something wouldn't you yes okay yes. all right but then I'm what's the value you- in that like what well, not that i don't i don't you know that's fine but what what would it bring me in addition to the good old you know the boys. good old boy thing that we you, used to have apatow what apatow did with train wreck is a freaking miracle i do not understand <laughs> how that movie is so goddamn funny every single scene mm. and like it's like I, that it, it's actually a problem for me because i like train wreck so much i watch a movie like dukes of hazard and i hold it to a standard it can never reach mm. well it's interesting you mentioned him uh because 2000 here are the comedies of 2005 by the way I listed these because uh, Dunaway was talking about how what a dire, dour year it was. And I think I may agree for the most part, except there are a couple of standouts. There was Apatow's 40-year-old virgin, so that was that year. Mm-hmm. That seems so much sooner than that. That's crazy. Yeah, it does, yeah. Hasn't uh, aged well. I accidentally really? sat and watched through that whole movie last week. <laughs> Oops, has totally. not aged well. Yeah. And I love, I love everything about it, but man, it is yeah. whew, hard uh, to watch now. That was the year of Wedding Crashers. Pretty funny. That was the year of Hitch. Not funny, in my opinion. Uh, that was, I liked Hitch. I just watched uh, that this past week, too. I mean, Hitch is okay, but yeah. it's just a rom-com. It's not really a... Oh, it's Hitch less, is the one with... Yeah. I was thinking that was the one with Kevin James. Which is the one That with, is the uh, one with Kevin James. It's yeah, it's Kevin James. James. Okay. It's, yeah. bo- it's both of them. It's Will yeah, Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. and Kevin James is, is the, training him out of He's the Cupid. Uh, Will Smith is the Cupid, right? It, ish, right, yeah. Well, right. he's a train. He's like there's a love a, trainer or and, whatever. And, and, there's, and there's a misunderstanding. Yeah. It's really dumb. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's it's a rom-com. It's way more rom, uh, rom than com, I think. It's not that much <laughs> Okay. Which is fine. Oh, come but on. You didn't think it was funny? It had moments. When Will Smith was downing NyQuil at the pharmacy trying to get his face to go down. You didn't think that was a uh, reaction to the fish? No. It was slapsticky and silly. It was it was all right. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, listen, it's not as, it's not, as not funny as Dukes of Hazard, but I'm not going to say it was a great comedy. <laughs> I, Miss Congeniality wanna... Two was that year. You also had Waiting, which is that uh, pretty funny. Oh, yeah. thing. oh, Waiting's the best, the best comedy on the list yeah. from that year. That one was all right. I kind of like Must uh, Must Dogs or sorry Must Love Dogs was all right. Monster in Law was that year. But but it was also the year of a bunch of misfires like Dukes of Hazard. The Longest Yard remake was a misfire. We watched it on Film oh. Sack. Yeah. The the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy remake was a misfire. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, starring Johnny Depp as a woman, I, I like, was a misfire. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, like that, that one, too. Johnny Depp as Natalie Merchant. I kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like it. I kind of like it, too. I don't love it like I love the original, yeah. but I kind of like, like it. It's fine. Honestly, if you could have put, put Gene Wilder 
into the Tim Burton um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think you'd have the perfect movie. Yeah, because the world is kind of awesome. The world is awesome. It's the, the wrong. Yeah, it's the wrong Charlie. Or it's would, the you wrong... Have, would you have Deep Roy as all of the uh, Oompa Loompas, or would you have the original You'd have Oompa to. Loompas? I don't know. I kind of. The problem with Deep Roy is he was that weird guy on a on a board with wheels on it under the stall in an X Files episode, <laughs> and I've never gotten over that. I've never gotten not, over it. Yeah. But this was also gonna... the year of the pacifier kicking yeah. and screaming, which was terrible, and that Herbie fully loaded thing. So it was a shit oh, year, guys. A it Deuce was, Bigelow but, sequel happened that year. It's all bad. Let's, let's go with the year of the misfire. And I think the centerpiece of it all is Cameron Crowe coming off of a string of, of real successes and releasing the movie Elizabethtown, which just misfires in every single scene. And it's like, how how does it how does it not work? How does the Dukes of Hazard not work? Mm. It's got all the pieces and parts. Yeah, that's true. Also, you know what? That that year was The Ringer, another Knoxville comedy. And um, another remake, Bewitched, with uh, Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, right. Which actually won for worst uh, screen couple over Jessica Simpson and her Daisy Dukes uh, yeah. and the Razzies. <laughs> Did you ever see, y'all ever see that fun with Dick and Jane? That uh, uh, Oh, well, I saw the one back in the 80s or 70s. The Jim Carrey one is really bad. Really? Really bad. Yeah. What I'm saying is I am not seeing anything on this list that's like, oh, my gosh, test of time, last forever, great comedies. There was even the Crashers for him. I think Wedding Crashers probably would be the one for me that or 40 year old virgin. Yeah. One of those, maybe. But even that, you know, you're saying it doesn't hold up or no, you're saying another one doesn't hold up. Yeah. No, he was saying 40 year old virgin doesn't hold up, I think. 40 years old, yeah. yeah. Right. Ooh, it really doesn't. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I, my point my point is rough year. Rough year, and this movie came yeah. out in a rough year for comedies, for everything else. Probably some fine dramas right. that year. I don't know. I haven't really looked at those, but. Sure now, going fun. back to 1983, <laughs> this was part of your uh, Friday night lineup with uh, um, Dallas and Falcon Crest. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, it was up against, you know, the original was up against Benson and Webster on uh, ABC. <laughs> well, against Webster? Against Hold Webster. Up. Mm. And again, something on NBC called Legmen. I guess it was before MT- uh, NBC had its must-see TV night. But you look at some <laughs> of these and it's like, all right, how come we haven't had a Magnum P.I. movie remake? Or how come we haven't had a Knight Rider movie remake? We've had Baywatch. We've had, you know, all these other Fall Guy. A Fall Guy movie remake. Are we are we ready for one of those? I think we could yes. do one of those. Yeah, that that sure see now there's one that fits because you got all kinds of crazy stunts and you and could totally action. right. You could totally modernize it and not make it feel like it's out of place. I, yeah, I agree. Totally. I totally agree. This is a, this this would be a bit like um, you know making which I know we're now into like six or seven of these, but it's like making Mission Impossible. You can totally modernize yeah. something like Mission Impossible. But it's harder to take something that's so. But you have to take a really big risk and make it your own because the Mission Impossible series movies is nothing, nothing like the TV series. Right. right. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, it's, that's true. How about Love Boat movie? Are we ready for a Love Boat? Movie I yet? am so ready for a Love Boat movie. I don't even know how that's not a thing. No. Listen. That's here's what, why it's here's not a thing. Here's how you do that. Here's, okay. How would you do it? Here's how you do it. You uh, the actual Love Boat with. Um, you know, Captain Steuben, you get new actors, of course, because half of them are dead. But <laughs> McCoy, Julie McCoy and Gopher and Doc and all those people somehow go into the Bermuda Triangle in 1984. And they come out in 2018. 
and they're still the same boat. They pick up brand new passengers. You know, they think that they haven't traveled in time. They pick up brand new passengers, and it's like, holy cow! It's it's uh, uh, Vince Vaughn, and it's, uh, it's Paris Hilton. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and it could be they're just A Kardashian. Sh- yeah, yeah, they're shocked. They're oh, shocked that would by be interesting. They're shocked yeah. by 2018. Uh, right, that's when you can do the fish out of water time travel business with like the Brady Bunch. Okay, I'm in on that. So also, Fantasy Island could have been. A th- I know they redid a show version, but Fantasy Island would be a cool movie. Yeah, okay. The, the one, no, they, the one is, they redid with McDowell, no. Malcolm McDowell, was actually it was pretty good. Bad. It was all right. I, yeah. yeah. I want to put my foot down on a on a whole bigger point here, and that's <laughs> when. You, okay, so when you look at TV shows like The Love Boat and Magnum PI and Simon and Simon, they're all of the same era as the Duke. Riptide. Don't forget Riptide. When oh, when yeah, you look at these shows. You have uh you have this forty two minute run length or, or with the Dukes of Hazard I guess it was twenty three was it a half hour show no it, it was a half hour it was an hour it was an hour right? per, you yeah, have this, you have this running time where you're able to tell small stories and the the problem with this movie I think you 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 have you, the all the the pieces and parts of it the freeze frame how are they gonna get out of this one. But you you have a an hour and a half to fill, so you have to do that over and over, mm-hmm. and or it's go, just, or go to Atlanta, <laughs> right? And so you're like, okay, we can't tell a small story; we have to tell a more expansive story. Well, I'm sorry, that's not how these these properties work. It's just no, not. No. So mm-hmm. make make a new TV show, maybe, but make sure you're you're telling these small stories about trying to you know get the the hogs back into the hog pen. And and not this kind of thing because like like I say after the third or fourth time they freeze framed and the narrator makes a, a sideways joke I'm like eh it's just not entertaining anymore yeah I think it's uh, it's a thing of uh, it's a thing of its time I think we should be kind of done with it like I don't mm-hmm. as much as I am very fond about my memories of of you Dukes know, of Hazard before Coin Vance of I, course right I may I may have a uh, I, I may have a different desire than you guys sometimes. I like movies that don't go to the... I, I like... Okay, I like straight-to-video movies like the spinoffs to Van Wilder. Oh, I like watching those. I like, like watching those? those dumb things. Have you seen? I turn have, them all, do you watch the American Pie spinoffs, the directed video? Yeah, or? I'll watch them. I don't. I don't like. I don't like sit there and go. Oh, I can't wait to see it. But if there, <laughs> if there's a if there's a Saturday morning, and I'm like, I can't really focus on anything good right now. Let's turn on some trash. Yeah, you yeah. want it, it I, is from a from a like from an anthropological what's it was anthropological anthropological. Thank you. From that right, standpoint, right. Uh, where I'm like, why is it G- Eugene Levy had a contract that said he's the only one to appear in any of these? Yeah. Like that's yeah. interesting did, to me from a just from a like a purely like how does that work? But the sh- the movies themselves yeah. are terrible. They're terrible. Have you guys seen? All the tremors. Okay, I have. So, and there's no reason why I should like have. like a badge. Yeah. I, I can't tell you why I watched them, but the newest one looks really good. Yeah, okay, actually, but, really yeah, getting back it does but actually Dunaway, look good. I, I just, like, we're, we're talking about a movie that we watched for Film Sack, and the thing is, we all want to like it a lot. We, we want to go right. watch The Dukes of Hazard and come away like, yeah, that was great fun. It held up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, it was better than Tremors Four, right? That's just not that's not what I want out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're never gonna get it. You're never gonna get. You're never gonna get the Dukes of Hazard that 
you're playing in your mind. It's never going to happen. It's probably not going to. It will. It is. It just exists as an old TV show that I would totally put on play and get work done and and, and kind of look at oh, it right. and have it on. And that's that's probably where it should stay and live. And that's fine. They don't need to remake it again. I'm not asking for a remake. Nobody is. This <laughs> this movie did really poorly at the box office. So it wasn't even like a cult hit or anything weird. It wasn't just no. a critical, you know, critical hate. It was everything hate. It's okay. a it's a it's a meatball movie. All those movies that use just a little bit of TNA uh, with not great effect because there's never anybody actually naked. It's yeah. all PG-13. It is like meatballs. Uh, so it's kind of like a meatball movie. Just it's all meatballs. Yeah. That's a yeah. good way. Of, that's actually a good term for that. Meatball. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've, I've actually, we should see meatballs for this show. The the it's Bill great. Murray deal. We need to see one of the later meatballs. I mean, the first meatballs, yeah. sure. But boy, <laughs> when when Bill Murray left pretty quickly after the first one, you realize where that <laughs> where those right. really. I didn't know there were more. I didn't know that. there was. I thought there was just the one. I had no idea. There was the second one. Was um. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was uh uh, uh Burt Campbell from Soap. It was Richard Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> and. Wow. It was a, a total different direction as far as like what the purpose of the, the thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Oh, no, no, no. It was the third one. It was the one where, um, and I'm reading the description, the ghost of a dead porn star comes to Earth to help a nerd with his sex life. That, was, that was the plot R. of Meat Lo- Meatballs 3. Wow, really? Wow. Yes. That is like, off the reservation, camp? man. Eh, who cares if it takes place at camp? But. <laughs> <laughs> That was so somebody dumb. saying, "Well, I've got this script. We could make it take place at a camp." <laughs> so dumb. And it was, and it was Patrick Dempsey. It was uh, McDreamy as the yeah. As the nerd. Oh wow. Yep. He well, it's good to know he was still getting getting nerd work. And, and of course, it's, it's hard. To, yeah. And of course, it's hard to tell uh, with those, you know, production houses because a lot of times we've seen it on film sack plenty of times where a script gets it comes across a desk and. They're like, oh, you know, this takes place at a camp. You know what well, we could call this? Meatballs three, because that right. title has exactly. Cachet. Yeah, I've... no other reason. No other reason to put it in the in the meatballs uh, universe. universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the right. universe, the pantheon of meatballs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the meatballs so, lore. So, <laughs> tell me, I I uh, I made some notes on on this, and I'm curious what others uh, answer this question is. What about your like memories of the Dukes of Hazard and the TV show and so forth? What did this movie nail and make you smile? What like one thing that you were oh, really the car, got it. the car when it jumped? That's it. it for me. Is the car? That's totally it. Yeah. That's all. Yes. Every every time the car jumps, those were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really got me the most excited, and I still see it in my mind, is the vision of Johnny Knoxville sitting on the outside of the General Lee with that bow and arrow and that flaming bow and arrow because that was such a big moment for a stunt for me back in the original yes. when Luke is literally on the outside of the car with that bow and arrow, that compound bow. It's just, Yeah, oh, I was a fan of that too. The sh- old show is cool. The the bow and arrow stuff was pretty neat. They never really and explained I, why they were into that, but so that was and a I, thing. Like he would always he he would shoot the bow. Oh, okay. No, it, he would, he would not always. It. it was a no. thing that they found just sort of by accident. Because you got to remember, this is this TV show was about action. The reason it existed was action. It was not it was not there to make you laugh. It was there to thrill mm. you with these crazy car chases and stuff. Yeah. And they go along for many many episodes before they put a a bow and arrow in Luke Duke's mm-hmm. hands. And gotcha. then suddenly everybody who watched it was talking about it. And they're like, oh, well, we have a thing here now. Well, and there was something badass about him holding that up to his face, 
fly, yeah. letting it fly, kind of watching his face jerk because it snapped against his cheek, and then and then the thing was a bomb, and it, and whatever it hit, exploded in a huge explosion, yeah. and then that music's going. <laughs> like it was great. And, how many police did he try and kill in the TV show with that bow? All of them. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the thing. In the TV show, they have they have a sort of like uh, honest, open working relationship with the police, and so Boss Hog and and Roscoe P. Coltrane are too incompetent to really make the most of it, and so like this movie just completely subverts that, and I think it discredits the movie that the very first thing Boss Hog does is trump up some charges to put you know to put them in jail. It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, boss hog's too smart here. Mm-hmm. You know, it just occurred to me who would have been a better boss hog while you were talking. It just hit me because for some reason they got Maurice in there as a chick in the bucket for this movie. As far as I'm concerned, the guy who played Maurice in, uh, uh, uh Northern exposure. He was in, uh, 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 freaking uh, war games. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Oh, I'd pee on a spark plug if I thought it'd make any difference. That, that guy, guy right? I love him. He's great. He's in No Country for Old Men and a really great scene toward the end of that film. Uh, yeah. He's an incredible actor. I love him. Love him, love him, love him. I watch mm-hmm. anything with him in it. He's in this thing. He plays the girl's dad. He's in this thing for a hot, you know, three minutes. And then that's the last we see of him. He would have been a better boss hog. He yeah. would have been a great boss hog. I- I don't want I to screw his career this, up, but I think he could have done right. better than Burt Reynolds. <laughs> they could have, they could have, air, they could have very easily thrown uh, Dan Aykroyd in here. I mean, sure. pretty much his 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 role in uh, Nothing But Trouble. I mean, is pretty oh, much sure an older boss hog. Yeah, he could have done it. Yeah, why not? I think he was getting better roles now. I don't. Actually, I, I, don't I know. think I think I would have liked to have seen. I would still like to see seen his uh, recent work, John Goodman, as he gets older. He just. Mm. I, I love what he's doing. Well, he's great. I love Johnny. Have Goodman. you yeah. have you still not seen um, uh, the Cloverfield Lane? No, yes, I have. I, I haven't. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I still Ten haven't. Cloverfield Lane. Scott, you have still haven't I seen. I still it, haven't. Right? It's so lame. Like I was just yeah. talking to the director of the film yesterday about <laughs> giving ah, him. He wants to buy. Ooh. He wants to get one of my poker. I'm, I'm making a poker card set with my own art in it, and he wants to buy one of the really chatting back and forth. And I still haven't seen his movie. Careful, careful! You don't uh, trip over that name you just dropped. Well, I'm not trying to. Oh, I didn't even say his name. <laughs> but the point is, the point is, why I haven't seen that makes no sense. You know, yeah, like right, part right. of it is I've never seen a Cloverfield movie. None of so, them. I actually, I've gone back and forth and back and forth, and I've decided you should watch the first Cloverfield and just endure it. You just, it's a slog. You have to get. No, I don't think it's a slog at all. I love it. Okay, I like sure, I like right. all the listen, right, 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 great right, in it. Right. Oh yeah, no, you're, you're <laughs> I, li- you I like it. The, you should watch the first Cloverfield Scott. Okay. And then take a few days and let it digest and pass through you and fall into the toilet bowl. And then watch Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Understanding right. in advance of watching either of them that they're really not that related. Right, They're not at all. Even in, uh, meatballs and meatballs three. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> the clover, even the Cloverfield paradox, I enjoyed it. Yeah. As long as you yeah, go in weird. realizing, as long as you go in realizing, okay, this is kind of a uh, space madness kind of movie, and nothing, nothing else. We're- is We're establishing video. that Brian Dunaway's standards are really low lately. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> lately, this is an entire lifelong pursuit. Yeah, for Brian me. loves this stuff, and I, you know what? I don't, I don't harsh on him for that. I'll watch it. I'm going to see the paradox. I want to see all three of them, but and I know they're not 
related. I mean, they are, but they're not, right? Like they, they, same, they don't. They're same not universe. Yeah, same universe, and maybe at the end of all of this, and the the fifth one comes out on VHS or whatever the final thing happens, then maybe it all ties together, and everyone goes, "Oh, I see the common thread now." Whatever. It's I, I need to just see them because it feels weird that I haven't. Yeah, it does. So like, I don't know why so I haven't seen them. We we talked about the thing that we remember from the old show that like really got us when we watching this movie. What what's the thing that just felt out of place for you? Because I, I I have this like general problem with the film insofar as it all of those guys that are like from the racing teams. We meet them all in the in the boar's nest early in the movie, and they're like wearing black jackets. The whole thing I could have done without them entirely. Yeah, not interested right. in those guys. Didn't add you anything. You could just slice out a third of the movie, and I don't care about that. There's I, a rally in town. Blah yeah, blah the, blah. the the rally is the most nonsensical part of the movie to me. Uh, because how do you you can't? I always get mad You're at movies, fence, though, right? I yeah, I guess so. But I I always get mad at movies when someone is in a race, but they're racing before they get to the race and they're racing after they get at the race. I'm like, you can't win a race that way. You would be so disqualified. There's no way you could show up 10 minutes late. And I, I don't uh, know why that bothers me for, or so, show for up some 10 time. seconds late. Usually it just comes screaming yeah. through the start line. Yeah. You can't do no one that. Does, no one does that. I hate that. That's a, that's a trope in movies like straight up. Yeah, you see it all the time. We're gonna we're gonna mark that one as a trope. Mm-hmm. I also I'm uh, in a race, not a race. But see, I had all kinds of continuity issues. Like, well, this is a small one, but they never called each other "cuz" in the show ever. It was uh, never "cuz." I think they did. Never did they say, "Hey, cuz, we're doing a thing." Nope. I get I, you find that for me, and I'll eat my words. If they okay. call each other, <laughs> it's that. That, I'll eat my boots. <laughs> that actually felt really natural to me. Uh, there was a little too much reminding me of every character's name and how they were related. Like, I, I didn't need all that. And and actually, now that I think about it, I didn't need the balladeer much at all. Yeah. Like, when you first meet Je- Uncle Jesse, the, they stop and let the balladeer tell you who Uncle Jesse is. I don't need that. Like, I don't think anybody watching this movie is going to go, mm. huh, I wonder what Willie Nelson's doing here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't that such a charming part of the TV series? Well, actually, it's the one casting I actually think is super strong, but I'm with yeah. you on, you don't have to over-explain him. Like, we get it. No. We know what his deal is, but but he's a now, good kid. there's one thing you don't do to a Duke boy, it's because... insult another Duke. <laughs> and it is all a throwback to because this movie really comes from the Robin Hood lore, and even more specifically, it comes from the Disney's Robin Hood. And so, it really? I, I felt like oh, an, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like the show I feel like the show needs it. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. What what to to what effect was it? it That's was a good point. Of, I forgot yeah. about that. the The Disney one had a narrator like that. It was also kind of country. Marrying, yeah. robbing and marrying, sitting in the forest, like like all that stuff is very reminiscent of Dukes of Hazard. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying there's a straight line there, but it's, it's, I think it's a pretty. I think it's a pretty straight line in my mind. Yeah, and the Duke boys are way. they're totally like a pair of Robin Hoods. They're yeah, they're robbing the from the rich or screwing up the rich or screwing up the you know the people in power so that everybody mm-hmm. else can survive and they can. Did they? I can't remember if Uncle Jesse was making moonshine in the show. I don't think he was doing anything oh, yeah. illegal. Was yeah, he? oh, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah, was making they, some kind of boost. They mm. extended mm. it. They extended it for the movie to be the whole like subplot. Yeah, but, but it was yeah. for, it was for personal use. 
right? Mostly. In the <laughs> figure, in the yeah, series. I don't think they were selling or just there was no distribution in the show. I think they were just using no. it. Yeah. <laughs> they were self-medicating. Well, right. a, a TV show, a TV show in prime time in 1982 is not going to depict your protagonist selling moonshine. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. Were like you, what? Were you guys? You, a, you don't realize how many rules there still still were on TV back then. Were you guys excited to see uh, Joe Don Baker show up for no good reason? That was all right. Absolutely. Oh, seen Joe Don Baker. Yeah. Sure. Can't yeah. argue with that. Yeah. He's all right. He was the mayor, or no, the governor, right? Governor of Georgia. Governor. Yeah, right. he does stuff. We see him in things. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the various movies we've done, clearly there is some Joe Don <laughs> Baker in there. Made a better boss hog, yeah. I, uh, I, could actually, I actually thought that. I was like, I wonder if he originally came in and then like had a project or something, and then I was like, wait, I'm thinking way too much. Or he read the I'm script like, and uh, went, ah, I don't want to do this. Okay, I'll be your governor. I'm, good, I'm sorry. But I'm glad. Hey, you know what? I got to say, though, I enjoyed the boss hog we got i i i would not have cast him as the boss hog but <laughs> wait, 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 you i you literally enjoyed... are saying is he may not be the boss hog we want but he's the boss <laughs> he's hog the we've one got we needed right. in 2005. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got him and i thought it was all right i i like burt reynolds in that role uh he's a big get he's a good get i'm not gonna yeah. you know i'm not gonna poop too a, much on that there was a trope uh in the movie that boss hog made me come back to over and over <laughs> Was it how he, uh, it's no, it's impossible for fat old hound dogs to get up on the bar by themselves somehow. And it's not that, uh, I, I can't figure out whether the movie takes place all in one day or not, but boss hog is the best example of doesn't ever change his clothes or get a shower. <laughs> yeah, he is, dude. <laughs> He's got and his uniform. Like, He's like Bart Simpson. He never has anything else on. He is, and clothes. usually when you have this sort of like uh, reminiscent uh, accoutrements, mm-hmm. it's stuff like the the gun door handle on his car. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to be your clothes, like I was waiting the whole movie to see Boss Hog in something other than that white suit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do it. That's his deal on the show, too. He was always just like, Enos, get the hell out of here and get there. He was always... Oh, did- did yeah. we talk about Enos? Because you know, in the in the really real world of TV, the Dukes of Hazard, he went on to have his own show. It lasted it like four yeah. episodes. He went to L.A. to become a cop, and it was a drama, and it sucked. Oh, didn't yeah. he have a? I thought he had a, a Duke style country bumpkin show too. No, didn't he? he he. Well, maybe uh, maybe um, the other guy did, but but Enos went off to do a show called Enos, and it mm-hmm. was it was him in L.A. joining the LAPD. And I thought, well, there's some fun to be had there. That'll be jokey hokey and whatever. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was like straight up detective action show without like no sense of humor. Yeah. It was no, almost like the one who had the flash the, yeah. the dog, the, the no, bloodhound. That's, no, that's no, Roscoe. That's, that was Cooter. Roscoe. Okay. Oh, Roscoe. 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 Yeah, Roscoe. Roscoe's Enos dog is the, is the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Enos right. is the sympathetic one. He's the diminutive, easygoing friend of the Dukes who. Yeah. constantly ends up being the butt monkey for boss hog and he's const- constantly <laughs> constantly at daisy's you know daisy just winks at him and he's he's mush uh, that's his thing yeah, okay uh yeah. cleet now who you're thinking Come of on, or you might be thinking of is when enos left cletus took over oh that's right yeah and cletus was like a more i don't know what he was he was he was just he didn't have that enos. he didn't have that smile i'll tell you enos has had that smile the original actor who mm-hmm. played enos mm-hmm. just flashed it Oh no, Enos, the guy that played Enos was great. I liked 
Yeah. I mean, there was a uh, reason. Michael Enos, Weston. He's, yeah. he's, Michael uh, Weston. He's fine in this movie. He reason, oh, in the movie. The, re- the, movie. the reason that the original Enos guy, actor guy, got his own show is because he was, you know, people really liked Enos. And then... <laughs> And People then, love Enos. <laughs> Get you, don't put that right P too far down the sentence there. Anyway, I just was bugged that the dog got up on the counter because that's annoying. Come on, they don't do that. They're too big. I, that I really wanted Flash to do more. Uh, oh, grossest I, thing? I have a gross I, thing. I have a guess. Okay, what, what do you guys think? Is, this is going to be my fun. Guess is at the at the uh, at the rally, the person barbecuing, uh, moving the bratwursts on the grill barehanded. <laughs> nope, not a problem. That's okay. <laughs> Not a problem. That one's all right. It's way grosser than that, in my opinion, what I thought was gross. And I have it not only highlighted here, I have it in bold, and I have it in red letters. Oh, wow. That's how gross it is. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I thought it was disgusting. It's the grossest thing I've seen in a film sack movie in a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I'll give you a hint so you're not searching all over the place here. Narrow your search to the final third. Or the final, even the final... 10% 10% of the film. Oh, wow. is it something that takes place during the credits? No. Although, okay. I will say this for the record. I think the credits are better than the movie. The credits? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, credits the two great. things I could I actually really enjoyed were the credits and Willie Nelson telling jokes. Yeah, those were great. <laughs> oh, yes. The only two things that I enjoyed about this movie. I agree. The and end. the credits were yeah. the credits were, were bloopers, and they were really yeah. funny. Genuinely yeah. funny bloopers, although Joe Don Baker is kind of a sexist bastard, man. That guy with his oh, uh, absolutely. flashing her tits you know, or whatever he said. It was bad. Anyway. But, but I did enjoy the I, – I enjoyed – because one of the things that was always so great about the Dukes of Hazard was seeing the General Lee take those incredible leaps and cutting right before you knew the car really just crashed. Yeah. And so they yeah. showed all this, the scenes of what happens when you <laughs> right. actually – Right, land like, a car all like of that. them landing on the Atlanta highway, just like yeah, bang, and then like spinning Smashed. around into the media and then stuff like that. I don't know how uh, many of those cars uh, they destroyed. It's, there's some list of how many, but they had. I assume all those other cars they had to be plants, right? Those couldn't just be regular traffic people in there that were. Oh, driving. oh, everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole thing was super controlled. There's uh, I for some reason I saw the DVD extras years ago, and the big <laughs> the big stunt in the film was actually that drift around the circle. Which oh, that was great! You you would think, right, that the big stunt, if like you, the marquee thing, would be a jump. Right. But jumps are just a bunch of car destroying <laughs> stunts. You know, like they just throw a car forward and make it look like it landed correctly. Atlanta, right. Atlanta has so many of those damn circles, man. And if you've ever been in Atlanta traffic, you know the frustration. And when uh, when Bo is like. He's just talking, and they're trying. They're, they're having that huge argument and conversation, and then he just realizes he's been going around in circles for like five minutes. He's like, "What does that circle end?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I that hit me. Definitely felt like my time. The time I'd been in Atlanta, I, that was that all seemed real, real to me, a little too real. <laughs> all right. So, any other guesses? Any guesses to the gross no, I'm, thing? No, what disgusted us now? All I, right, I, I'll tell you guys because you're never going to get it. Or if you do, it, it, maybe I'm. I don't know. There's a scene at the end. After the rally, this is gross in its own way, but you got Luke and Bo with their each their own girl in a car making out. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're starting to oh. get it on. Everyone's laying flat. And then at some point, one of the old girlfriends shows up at the back window. I guess it's the one from right. the first of the movie and right. is yelling at Luke and has a gun or something. Can't remember what right. she has. With whammy, whammy bullets. Yeah. yeah. He looks up and sees her. But in order to see her properly, he needs to unfog the window and he reaches up. Now, that's not a problem. I can deal with fog. 
He reaches up sure. there and smears that fog away. It's like viscous freaking yeah. booger cheese. Yeah, it's not right. It's it's not fog. No, it is. <laughs> it is like it is the worst thing you could even imagine it could be. Well, and and when the camera swings around, I uh, thought about this and I couldn't imagine that it would be this bad for you. But when the camera swings around and you get to see Bo, you realize all the windows in the car, including the windscreen, are completely fogged up the same way. And they immediately start driving, and it's like. He can't see. Yeah, right. Oh, where, what are they doing? Well, like, he, it's completely d- impossible to see out those foggy windows. It's like coagulated, like yeah. bodily sm- smegma. I, I do, I do remember that, and that bothers me. We've seen that in another movie too. What movie did yeah. we see? Oh, it was uh, Saturday Night Fever, wasn't it? When they were doing all that. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah, you gotta uh, wonder what the what the uh, Hollywood method for fogging up a window is it looked right. believable in titanic hot plate right there and they're I think, no around. i think they go around and they spritz ky jelly all over the every it's what it was like it was it was worse than right. that it was like it was yeah. like chunky it looked like um like i don't know like chunky. uh what's that kind of uh, like tapioca pudding smeared on the back window is what it looked uh, like it was horrifying oh my gosh i hate that yeah. man. it was bad that ruined the uh, whole not that it ruined the movie because the movie it kind of ruined itself yeah got, that was the thing it got worse <laughs> now, I had I had mentioned that you you mentioned that she show up with a gun and one thing that I went looking for from the beginning of the movie is they st- they kept talking about whammy bullets mm. and it was like it's like oh is this a real thing and I found out that in addition to uh, I my IMDb database I'm also adding this to my research there is internet movie firearm database. Yes. Yes, we've uh, talked about was, it several times. I, I, I was, I, I've, I've talked about the car database, but I don't, I don't think I've ever heard about the I, I don't remember that before. I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, What's I have it? referred to it many times, really? many times now, on film sets. I don't now, remember I know this that you're a gun expert, but I, I wasn't sure about the resource. <laughs> I wouldn't so, call okay. myself a gun expert, but I would call myself perfectly good at looking up things in the internet <laughs> firearm database which i have referred to on film sack internet firearms i'm gonna database. need a source citing next time uh so anyway yeah i have sourced i have cited my source i promise so wait this but is yeah, for this is place. just guns in movies is that the deal yes yes i'll, yep, I'll post it. this to the discord Ibn, do you remember us talking i don't remember talking no about i this. never remember us talking about this. every and and the one it really it. came the one it really shone through for was that arnold schwarzenegger's first movie back mm-hmm. uh last mm-hmm. stand the last was stand it? right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's where i i was just oh. like and another gun, and here's I a weird gun. I remember us talking gun. about that, actually. But I don't remember the database, but I remember us talking about all the different guns, and, oh, well, absolutely. you wouldn't really use this one for that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and the, reason, the reason why I suggest that is because if you go to the, to the, uh, the Dukes of Hazzard IMFDB, there is a gross picture of uh, Laura aiming her Mossberg 500 at Luke when she catches him with the other girl. So that... It looks like Vaseline almost. Yeah, it's bad. It's disgusting. It's bad. Mm. So don't do that ever again, movies uh, of any sort. <laughs> that was freaking <laughs> awful. All right. Uh, we should do clips. I have a load of clips. It's sure. not, it's a heap not and a helping. Load of you have a heap? Would you say you have a heap and helping eclipse? I got a heap and helping eclipse. Uh, I think that's a fair way to put it. And um, How is God going to get out of this one? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click this first one without remembering what it was. So here it is. And now. Side two of the Al Unser Jr. story. No questions, only answers. I hated that. <laughs> the whole thing. Read by Lawrence Fishburne. Yep. Like it. Yep. 
Yeah. How did how they like get that? How they swing that? Who's friends with Lawrence Fishburne that they got him to do that? I wonder. Did you well, think it was really him? Yeah, I think he's credited is as being that. Cred- he is credited. Okay. Yeah. And why did they think it was funny? Like the joke right. is actually there's a substance there to this joke that which is if you watch this TV show, you got to wonder sometimes what's the other Duke doing while this Duke is sneaking around the barn in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So there's a joke for you, mm-hmm. but the answer wasn't funny. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not funny at all. I don't think. Uh, here's Maurice talking about him earlier. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm fine. You ready for that big hazard rally this weekend? Yeah, I got them all tuned up. Right, General? <laughs> How many times you won that thing, anyway? Four in a row, sir. Four in a row. Woo! Man, that's good. Billy Prickett won it four in a row, and look what he's doing today. Yeah, I tell you what, I love him. Yeah. I could listen to him narrate whatever. He's great. I just love him. He should be, I know he's super old now. And we're probably getting to the point where we're not going to see him in a lot of roles, but just love that guy. He's great. Uh, here's um, <laughs> here's a line for you. You never hear in the old show. Hitting the ball sack. Hitting the ball sack. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right in the ball sack. Which is ironic because Johnny Knoxville's ball sack's all jacked up from that bull thing he did in Jackass. <laughs> so Now, it wasn't his ball that, sack. that, I would right. think that it's like everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is like now... Uh, a leather pouch. Wait, there wait. Was... How do we know about Johnny Knoxville's injuries? What? What? T- what? Is there an internet internet stuntman and injury Crotch. database? Mm, there probably, database. There uh, probably is. Yeah. IMCDB. If you uh, if you go, well, it's you can find all kinds of info about it. But um, the place I just was reminded about it was a documentary they did about the early days of that skater magazine that then sort of turned into oh, Jackass, yeah, yeah. and he. Uh, went there was video of him in the hospital showing the tube connected to his wiener that had completely eviscerated his, oh. his nuts tube it was bad <laughs> nut tube and it was from just some him facing down a cow and the cow rushed him and gored him in the groin it was bad yeah oh. ah. anyway oh no you know what it may have been that documentary that he did and he produced uh him and jeff tremaine about evil knievel being evil that's an awesome oh it's really good you guys you used to oh, see I've never be, seen that. Yeah, being evil's on hulu i think and it's great that is a that is a very interesting documentary about a guy who I thought I understood. No idea. No idea. No idea. None. Um, say something about a, a Duke. Now, there are certain things you just don't say to a Duke about another Duke. Yeah, right. Take a Duke. Okay. You maybe want to take a Duke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who I realize that? you made this joke just as I was making it, but... Who's that guy again? You knew his name. The voice guy, uh, um... Jasper, yes, had it Jim, in front of Jim me. Bob, Larry Vaughn. The deer was done by... Because it's not the guy from the original. It's not... No. Yeah. It's not. No, he doesn't. He does this, this is Junior Brown. Junior, Junior Brown. Brown, right. All right. Never heard of him. He's uh, He's been in some things. Yeah? Is he a, he's is a, he a, more known for his music than his... Um, oh, uh, well, that was his... that was like Glenn Campbell in the original then, right? Or was that Glenn Campbell? Who am I thinking of? That was Waylon Jennings in the original. Waylon Jennings, that's right. Wasn't it? Yeah. I, think I so. thought so, yeah. Yeah. And he did the voice on that as well. All right, here's uh, uh and Mac Davis was one for a while, and then uh Gary Cole in the most recent thing. Mm. All right. Mac Davis did the coin vance years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that was when can you believe there was a time the Dukes of Hazard and Cheers were on at the same time? <laughs> That's that just crazy. That is weird. <laughs> crazy. That's really weird. <laughs> Doesn't feel right. Nope. <laughs> Nope, that kind of crossover freaks me out. That's like when you tell yeah. me that um, what was it? Somebody's like, 
Oh yeah, Frasier was on while Lost was on. Oh, can you man. imagine if they did do like a Frasier shows up at the you know the Duke's bo- Duke boys or something? That would be. <laughs> Hello, Duke Boys. Hello, Duke Boys. But I don't guess that would have worked because the one was NBC and one was CBS, right? Yeah. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. CBS, but it, yes. Yeah, CBS. they could do some crossover. Why not? Why not? Okay, if they can move Munch around uh, to <laughs> a whole bunch of different networks, then. Yeah, they did it with uh, uh, that the guy who used to be a comedian. Now he's a cop on SVU. What's his name? I can't think Munch. Of oh, that's the guy. You, that's who you were talking about. That's what I'm I didn't about. know his yeah. name was Munch. Is he? I need to look up the Munch. Uh, the Munch. The Belzer, I am Richard Richard Belzer's the actor, but the character's name is Munch. Well, I'm going to look for the Munch data movie database. <laughs> uh, here's Roscoe doing his thing. Crappy orange hot rod out at the Miller Farm. Yeah, uh, this is when Cooter made me laugh. Well, I've had nine toes in three years, and y'all been eight of them. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he was. I like when he foreshadowed the fact that he was making a. a a doomsday device to stick right up Roscoe's hiney hole. <laughs> hiney hole. I could have sworn I've heard you use the phrase hiney hole long before I heard Keckner say it in this movie. Oh, every, every, every Southernism in this movie could have been borrowed from Brian Dunaway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it got me right in the scrot. <laughs> that could have that could have worked better than than the nut set ball sack ball sack. Yeah, I yeah. heard I heard scrot the other day in some other context. I can't remember where, but I. That was weird. I'm yeah. not used to hearing it from anybody but you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't another Come person around. who knows us. It was like some, I was at a store or something, and someone says <laughs> something about a scrote, and I went, whoa, what? That's oh, crazy. what? That's crazy. <laughs> All right, here's uh, Uncle Jesse. I believe, by the way, this is, is this our second film with uh, with him in the, with, with um, Willie Nelson? I think it is. I think we saw William, him in that. Willie uh, Popman Nelson? What? Well, he he was in that uh, cow, electric cowboy deal, and he oh, was. We should refer yeah, to the, the... Uh, film stack database. Well, we got this <laughs> new one here. Let's see, where did I put that link? I don't. The problem is the name's kind of hard. It. It's uh, yeah. Sacked, give it... uh, yeah, dronevanderveen dot com. I'm gonna link it on filmsack.com so people can just get it. But uh, you know, anyway, we could look that up. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's Uncle Jesse doing a thing. All right, y'all knock off the grab assin over there. Yeah, uh, see, he never talked like that on the show. He was never talking about grab assin. Come on, it, knock it off was, the grab assin. Yeah. It was close, though. Jesse was always annoyed by him, and he was always getting him to stop and, and do some work around this farm or whatever. That's true. Right. Uh, I'll give you that. He just never, as far as I know, would ever say grab ass. It just seemed, I don't know. And I, I think it's because it's coming out of Willie Nelson's mouth. Maybe. That guy knows how to grab some ass. Again, right. though, I like Willie Nelson feels like Central Texas to me. He doesn't feel like the Deep South. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. He was just uh, performing here not long ago, and apparently it was a hell of a concert. Apparently that guy can still, still wake him up and put him out. Does it take you out of the movie when one of the characters from the movie starts singing the theme song to the TV show that the movie is based on? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. What is going on right now? It'd be like Mission Impossible and suddenly Tom uh, Cruise going... Actually, I would watch that. I'd be way into that. All right, here's a funny line. I wonder what that fat sack of shit wants. All right, there's that. Sack of shit. So, who was he talking about? Was I don't that remember Roscoe? Probably. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Roscoe didn't quite have that weird like uh, MC Ganey 
normal upper half, weird giant bottom half thing yeah. he had in Lost. Right. <laughs> right. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? There's a pro- yeah. the proportion thing with that guy that is he's really right. striking. It's really weird. Yeah, he's built Most like a Lego minifig. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, what movie? What movie was it with the uh, where he came out running naked, bottoms off? I don't. Uh, I don't know. That? Did that happen? Wasn't that? Yeah. Wasn't that where? Wasn't that the one that? Uh, it was about the wine, wine country. Oh, oh what was it? Uh, sideways. Oh, sideways. Also, right. also from two thousand five. Oh, by the way, flopping his wiener against the window right next yeah. to. Oh, uh, that was Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't so want to. I've never seen Sideways, and I don't want to ever see it now. Oh, you no, have to so see good. that. It yeah. is really good. I don't really want to watch you or talk you out of watching that because it is really, really good. By the way, yeah, that year, uh, uh, Sideways, so- Sideways, Million Dollar Baby, Ray, The Aviator, and Finding Neverland were your Best Picture nominations. The uh-huh. winner winner went to uh, oh, Million yeah, Dollar was- Baby that year. Bo Crowder and Justified for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that, no, he was a- he was the dad. Yeah, he was so good. Yes. Oh my gosh, he that first really season. Good. He died at the end of that first the, season, but he was really good. Now. Like, you will never forget that scene from Sideways, too, because no. Paul Giamatti is sneaking into MC Ganey's house to steal back his wallet, yeah. and it's, like, on the dresser, yeah. and he goes into the bedroom while MC Ganey yes. is, is not only naked mm-hmm. and making love to his woman, but they've got, like, Donald Rumsfeld on the TV as their <laughs> porn. <Yeah>. Seriously. <laughs> and, and it's like, this uh. is... This is the most squicky thing ever. I have, and it's a uh, movie full of squicky things. I can't. Yeah. I don't even know oh. what to do with this. Oh, we, I'm, I'm, in, uh, we saw him in Con Air for this show too. For mm-hmm. uh, we did film sack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm also posting uh, in the thing. chat where ten ten uh, nudity scenes we wish we could unsee. There you go. <laughs> and that's yes. one of them. I'm MC sure yeah. it's got to be number one, right? MC Gaines smashing into that window. <laughs> oh, there he is running. <laughs> oh my gosh i don't even want to i'm gonna look at that you gotta, later you still have to see that movie because it is really good it is, <laughs> yeah, it really, is good. really really good <laughs> mc yeah. ganey looks like sideways, a minifig sorry sideways what? is ridiculously overrated by wine lovers yeah yeah uh, i can see that oh overrated by wine lovers interesting yeah i mean yeah. alexander payne is you know that guy's he doesn't make a movie that doesn't get nominated these days, it feels like, except maybe Joy didn't. But actually, she got a nomination for actress, so he doesn't. I, I can't think of a time where there's three. I, I, I want to say this nicely because I don't refer to people as ugly. Three unique people, three male unique people all in the same scene. And that's got to be Giamonti, uh, MC Ganey, and uh, oh. Oh, uh, Thomas No, yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, yeah. It, all in one scene with the with with the cherry on top being MC Gaines penis. Yeah, the f- so the four weirdest looking things you've ever seen. <laughs> Thomas, I would like to see Thomas Hayden Church in person. I'd like to know what his face and head is shaped like in reality. Uh, probably a lumpy, I don't know, like a lumpy uh, sweet potato. Who knows? I don't know what that is. He's a weird looking dude. I, used to love, I love it though. Loved him on God, I, Right? Yeah. He, he, to me, he's the Woody Harrelson of wings. And literally he was like, he was the dumb guy mechanic. Yeah. Woody was the, the dumb mechanic. guy bartender. And then they both go on to do way cooler work as dramatic and sometimes comedic actors. I think it's those two, those two have a very, if, similar trajectory mm-hmm. and and they're both kind of ugly like I, once again i'm gonna go back to 
I'm not going to say they're ugly. I'm going to say they have unique looks. Yeah, well, that's very PC of you, but I'm going to say they were. No, ugly. it's not PC. I just don't. I beauty as well as ugly is all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beauty is only uh, skin deep. Sometimes that skin is hideous, <laughs> but it's still just that much deep. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. It all just right. happens to be the the skin that we see. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know, beauty may be deeper, but it, it's hidden behind what we're seeing. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here's a here's a nice euphemism from the bar. They've been infiltrating my perimeter all summer. Mm, get it? Infiltrating <laughs> my perimeter. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, here's something about an anus. You anus? <laughs> Are you anus? Yeah, that guy. He was a terrible subplot, but he did get to come in there and say, "Are you anus?" Oh, there's that. Actually, if he was from there and knew everybody, he should have known who anus was. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, wasn't Enos like a later addition? No, Enos was the original deputy. It was the it was Cletus who came later, right? Well, the guy had been gone for ten years. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, here's here's what I don't know what I wrote here. Anal bifida, spinal bifida. It's one of the bifidas. <laughs> that's now, so dumb. That may be a reason why you thought Ben Stiller was in this movie because that was such a Ben Stiller. Mm. Yeah. Move. Anal bifida? That's just the <laughs> dumbest thing. All right. This almost made me smash my computer screen, this next clip. Okay. So here it is. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. That made me want to die. When he tried to do an Australian act. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, my gosh. Sean Michael Scott, or whatever your name is. William. William effing. F off. F off. <laughs> I hate that so bad. All right, uh, here's a conversion story. You said you were Japanese. We converted. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That kid in Atlanta couldn't have been that stupid. Come on. So dumb. Uh, I thought this was pervy. Oh, ma'am, I'd be pleased to take you on the couch. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy could not have been like an older, more grumbly old fart saying well, that and nasty he, thing. He was, he, like, you see him, especially when he gets back in the car, and he's got like all of these like extra chin. Yeah. And you see him and go, oh, he would have made a good boss hog. Yeah. 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 All yeah. the all the grumbly fat guys would have been great boss hogs. I don't mm -hmm. know what they were thinking. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey, Burt Reynolds maybe had some star power, but yeah, but, but he, he was too he, skinny. He, yeah, he weighed like eighty four pounds in this. He was like, is that just skinny? He wasn't right. covered with Vaseline. Well, that's true. And it was boots, Vaseline, and a speedo and a hat. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wrote, I hate this guy so much. I don't remember because it's been a while since I watched it. So here you go. State and local authorities are currently trying to subdue the vehicle known as the General Lee. Well, General Lee speaking, I'd say those cops are in for a pretty tough time. I'm Rick Shakely. Back to you, Marty. That is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so dumb. General Lee, and I think. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, you could have left him out and had the narrator, the, the balladeer, do exactly what that guy did. Yep. Plus, that guy is, he's one of the, so all the Super Trooper people oh, got to be in this. Super Trooper guy, that's right. So they all got little cameos, and I guess this right. was his, and that's fine, I guess, but whatever. All right. Yeah. Great use of Molly Hatchet right there, though. Yeah, all mm -hmm. kinds yeah, of I mean, Molly yeah, Hatchet's yeah. a uh, uh, southern, like Georgia, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. not Texas, but Georgia's stuff, right? Yeah, there are bands that are perfect for this. They didn't mm -hmm. always use them in this movie, but. They used a couple, one or two. All right, here's the fi final uh, clip. This oh, is Florida, a, Jacksonville, Florida, but close yeah, enough. Close enough, yeah. It's all one big racist. Frank Frazetta artwork or Boris Vallejo. I can't remember which of it is, but yeah, <laughs> one of those guys that made really good 
fantasy boogie yeah. lady. <laughs> That's right. Uh, famous boss hog line is how we'll finish this out. You guys, you dipstick, did somebody move my car? My car. All of a sudden, he's Boston accent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got you to gotta put a trope alert on that, man. How many times did he call <laughs> Enos a dipstick yeah. in the original TV show? Constantly. Enos, you dipstick? Mm-hmm. He did it all the time. And uh, Roscoe had his whole. <laughs> he didn't do any of that here, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, even not having seen the show, I knew about the. <laughs> <laughs> damn Dukes, damn Dukes. And they always ended their <laughs> credits like that. It was great. Yeah. How come you didn't get any audio of, you know, when a when a Duke boy's car, when the General Lee goes over a uh, a jump just fine and then the cop car crashes into the, the middle of the ravine that they're leaping. <laughs> right. The siren. <laughs> oh, did they do? I don't remember. Did they do that in this? Yeah, they totally did that. No, always. That's, that's a throwback for sure to the show. All right. Well, uh, there's that. And now here's this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. Dumbest cops in Film Sack history? Check. Ah, uh, it's debatable. Could be argued, sure. <laughs> Left me wondering where they keep per- perishable food if it ain't in the fake fridge? Check. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, you got another fridge Weird. someplace and you didn't show it if you did. And by the way, you know, like they, they said that Boss Hogg and his boys are dumb, too dumb to find the actual still. Mm-hmm. However... If you were going to keep people hostage and tie them up in their kitchen, mm-hmm. I promise you, you're going to look in their fridge within the first five for minutes you're there. Yeah. yeah right. You're going to go in there for a beer, for yeah. sure. And then you go, what? It's a passageway to a still room someplace. Plus, where are they showering? That bathroom had a still in it. Oh, the Duke boys stink. Anyway, <laughs> uh, third third one was bloopers were the best part. Tre- uh, check. All right. Uh, Trek nerd stuff. Trek uh, connections. Andrew Prine was Angry Man in this movie. <laughs> I don't know where that happened. It was probably right. extra. Uh, in Voyager, he played Suna in the six-episode Frame of Mind, and DS9 played Legate Terrell in the episode Life Support. Legate. Yeah. Uh, Angry Man is who he was in this. Uh, soundtrack, great. I'd give it a good songs, but that's about it. The, the actual the actual themes and stuff sucked. But the uh, it, but it was, it was everything you expected. Like, if you don't have LaGrange by ZZ Top, and uh, something by Ram Jam in this movie, then you're just not gonna you're not gonna feel right. So right. it felt right to me. Yeah, that stuff was fine. That stuff was good. But anytime there was like a score, the score is just unnotable. I don't even know what it was. I can't. I couldn't tell you. It's just a lot of banjo, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> and actually, dueling banjos at one point, which took me so far out of the film in the wrong place. Oh. Right, because you got Burt Reynolds. I mean, you know, that, that song comes yeah. from uh, Deliverance with Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Did you PTSD when that started playing? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, yeah, it, it, P- think... PTSD missing his hair and his non-mustache face. <laughs> and and friends, <laughs> right, yeah. friends, if you've never seen Deliverance, don't. Oh, do. Oh, I think do. I do. I like a pig reference. I would get that. All, yeah, so you get that. And it's, uh, Ned Beatty in that, right? We get right. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to watch Superman after that because I thought <laughs> I was thinking of him every time. But uh, the reason I think you see that is the the well, I guess you can see his other movies. But the cinematography guy, I forget his name. He's a Hungarian guy, famous Hungarian. His cinematography is unbelievable in everything he's ever made. So see that, see Deer Hunter, see um, Close Encounters. Ha- uh, he was on that. He his that guy's got an amazing eyeball for for cinema. 
Okay, watch the first five minutes of of Deliverance. <laughs> yeah, and stop. Watch it. Watch it until <laughs> watch the Ronnie, whole thing. Watch man. it until Ronnie Cox dies. Wait till then, because Ronnie go. Ronnie Cox, or as we used to call him, I won't say, but Ronnie yeah. Cox used to uh, he dies in the river at some point, and that's a, that's a place where you can end. That's before you got to squeal like a pig. So there you go. <laughs> what you guys are encouraging me to watch MC Ganey's penis smack up against a window? Because the whole movie around it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's it's really it, it's a really it's good really movie. Good, yeah. <laughs> I'm so horrified by this it's visual. Like being able to understand the line, I'm not going to drink the effing Merlot. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's funny that you're you're comparing sideways to Ned Beatty getting raped by a guy <laughs> on the side of a river. I mean, not really comparing them, but you know, they're they're move they're movie movie there are movie moments movie movies. I like movies. I like there's movie moments that are, that put me off no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And finally, when I watch sideways. All right, uh, let's do the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up on 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy Jordan. The Dukes of Hazard take two great favorite slapstick comedic actors, add two great singers, subtract the magic, and you end up with zero, which is also known as a yee Oh, yeah. yee I used to love that. It was on PBS every uh, Friday. Two. Two great singers? <laughs> yes. Yes, God damn it. Who is, yes. Who's the other one? I, who's the this other is, one? This Jessica is a battle I'm willing to have. All right. Great okay. All right. That's fine. She just, doesn't know, she just doesn't know that chicken of the sea is tuna. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That was, it's, I, it's chicken, right? I still don't even think I ever heard a song by her. What would I know from her? What's a song I would know? Anyone no know? idea. No. Uh, <laughs> Brian, I, mean, I, mean, I think if, I knew by her turned out to be by... Turned out to be Brittany. by... Brittany, Brittany or Spears. Christina right. or <laughs> Well, what's funny is you are the most I mean, of anyone here, you're the most musically like you know yeah. you know everything. And I, I could not I could not even tell you what Jessica Simpson's greatest hit is. <laughs> well, I can hmm. tell her you her greatest hit is being on MTV. Here's the yeah. here's her number one song. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say uh the song I Wanna Love You Forever is her greatest hit. <laughs> okay. Well then, I mean maybe these boots are made for walking. You heard that one. <laughs> This one, this <laughs> one's supposed I mean, to be it. What's this? What's one called? With you. Let's see. Okay. Let me skip ahead. Okay, I've no, no. You're lying. That's Britney Spears. It says nope, I, that's exactly. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna go with "I Want to Love You Forever." That's her greatest hit, as far as I can see. All right. This is way. That's not even on this list. Where, where is that? Oh, really? oh, here it is. Fourth down. It's fourth. Okay, let's see what that is. Oh, I know that one. I've heard it. Also, I cannot. I can't play too much of it, or else YouTube will shut down. Our yep, video. YouTube right. is for gone. <laughs> um, actually, let me mark this and go bleep it. <laughs> uh, well, then you so, may as well play more of it. They're so picky. These bastards are so picky over there. All right, uh, uh, who is next? Brian Dunaway. Oh, so Duke's a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> like a doomsday machine right up your hidey hole. So grab some moonshine and pull up your Daisy Dukes. It's time to be a jackass. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Covered everything in there. Got uh, it. Finally, Brian Ibbett. Dukes of Hazard 2005. I had to put that in there. Well, I liked it as much as I liked the TV show it was based on, so there's that. Mm. Well done. That's, that's exactly right, I think. I disagree. <laughs> Show's good. I'm going to go watch some. Uh-huh. I like it. <laughs> more for more for you. More yeah, for you. More for you. 
It's a nostalgia yeah, thing. I, it's a kid thing. I know. Totally. I do appreciate Brian Dunaway pointing out just how ridiculous the theme song's lyrics are, though. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of you fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I was a little kid when this show was on, and I heard the phrase "good old boys," and I thought, "Oh yeah, because they're old." Mm-hmm. And now, looking back on it, they were like twenty-five. Yep. <laughs> well, they seemed old then. I can tell you that. Right. Oh, look at this. Alternate titles. It was almost called Pooper Troopers. Oh, or it's pretty good. Here's the other one. It was a little long though, and I don't recommend. This is like the uh, Jesse James getting shot by the coward Robert Ford kind of title. But they they almost <laughs> went with even Willie can't get stoned through this. <laughs> uh, that's it for that. Hey, we should do a quick email here from a listener, and uh, I'm gonna actually pull one on. Here we go. This is from Sarah Herbs, who says this, and it's not Herbs, Brian, Randy, not Herbs. There's a throwback Herbs. for Herbs. Sir, okay, there's no H on the beginning of the word. Got it. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there really isn't in this case. Uh, anyway, says, hello, I have uh, I have long thought that Earth Girls Are Easy would be an idea fil- ideal film sack movie and just saw oh, that it will be, be streaming on Amazon Prime this March. Maybe now is the time to branch out to other streaming services. Well, we kind of already done that once, but mm-hmm. yes, we could definitely do that. Uh, I think this would be worth it for this very bizarre movie. Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, and a young Jim Carrey before he went crazy. Love your show. Yeah. Sarah. (laughs) Again, Mandela effect. I could have sworn we'd already done this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I don't even remember us even talking about it, let alone doing it. No, I guess not. Yeah. I'd do it. Uptown Julie Brown, not to be confused with uh, downtown Julie Brown. Right. Yeah. Right. That was, a, that was a, Your homecoming queen's got a gun, Julie Brown. One of the great uh, hoaxes played on the American people when we were growing up were these two Julie Browns. <laughs> we had to somehow keep track of these two all the time. I Yeah, I think that would be a great one to do for film for film. I'd love to do that one. Okay. Yeah. Never saw it. So God, be I still want to do like, I still want to do Coneheads next time it's available. I somewhere. like Coneheads. I yeah. love it. Yeah, Coneheads is great. I think it's my favorite SNL I mean, let me think about this Drives. for a second before I say it. More than uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, I liked Blues it better. Brothers? I liked it better than both those. I yeah, I think Brothers Wayne's really? World. Yeah, yeah. Wayne's World's a really good thing of his time. Doesn't hold up does now. It hold, does it hold up? No. I think Coneheads, oddly enough, as weird as it is, totally holds up. Holds up. Yep. I agree. I'm, I'm totally with you on this. You guys, should, we should watch it and do one on Coneheads. We don't usually do comedies, but that one's got some stuff to mind. Mm. That'd be that'd be worth doing. Plus, Chris Farley's in it, and that'd be fun. And all yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, what is our next film? I don't even know. Next week, we're watching The Whole Nine Yards. Wait. Oh, I thought we already did that. Did we not? <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're of the longest yard. Oh, uh, yeah. The whole... Yep, this doesn't have anything to do with football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is that Bruce Willis, Matthew Perry Bruce piece Willis, of thing. Matthew Perry. Yep. And, Which uh, is perfect because uh, Bruce Willis is out at the theater right now with Death Wish, a future film sack movie. I can almost guarantee. Guaranteed, it. yeah. And uh, it's funny. I was reading an article about that. People saying, "Is now the right time for a Death yeah, Wish movie?" A good and movie. this one actually got pushed back. It was going to be released around the time of the Las Vegas shooting. They pushed it back. Hmm. Yeah. And, well, um, here's the problem in America: you can only put, you can keep pushing, but chances <laughs> yeah. are you're going to have another shooting to deal with. This could be pretty close to something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, here's the thing with that uh, that movie: I was excited because I thought, oh, I, you know, Death Wish is cool, and I like Bruce Willis. I like old Bruce Willis a lot, so I'm totally into this. And then I read, directed by Eli Roth, and I lost all interest. I don't like his movies. His movies are bad. Name a good one. You can't. 
You can't. You can't do it. You can say, oh, he was an interesting character in uh, Tarantino's uh, uh, World War II deal, the Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. You could say, oh, he sure. was cool in that. Sure. But that he didn't direct that. Go go watch uh, the Cabin uh, in the Woods uh, hostile. deal. Hostile. Really good. Uh, hostile. Hostile terrible. Uh, what a horrible uh, movie uh, Hostile uh, is. <laughs> it's so bad. And I don't just mean it's like gross or, or violent. I mean it's bad. Yeah. It's like horribly acted. It's a piece of shit. So, no, you're not. I'm looking at these right now. I mean, uh, Knock Knock, The Green Inferno, Inglorious Bastards, just a segment of that. Hostile Part 2, Grindhouse, the fake uh, trailer for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cabin Fever. Boy. Did, did you guys know they're doing a Die Hard Year One movie? What is that? No, but I want to. Okay, let me tell you who's in this. Oh, no, there's only one listed rumor, but it's called Die Hard Year One. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis is in it, but it doesn't say whether if it's year one, he's not playing himself, right? Unless well, he's, he's playing. Uh, let me tell you the story about <laughs> before I went to the 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 Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, before I tell you the story, what's your name? Clay, Bill Clay. <laughs> and then he could tell the whole story of Bruce Willis's growing up through the Force. Oh yeah. Do we need a? You know, I mean, no, I we like don't. Nakatomi Plaza is the origin story for John McClane. I agree. This is we'll this is a bad. It's like Dumb and Dumber or whatever. The 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 rumors are that this is taking place in Japan. Great, you've done it. You've you've convinced no. me. So he meets a young Nakatomi and he doesn't even realize it or something. <laughs> I had lunch. I had sushi. I had sushi with a young Nakatomi and had no right, idea. Right, exactly. That's funny. Sorry, pal. Didn't mean to bump into you there. Hey, maybe you can come back to L.A. We'll have a few laughs. That would be great. One day That's I hope to idea. own a building I mean, there. Yes. Someday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I hope be... I will. You've given me an idea. I think I'll start a corporation and have a building in Los Angeles. Anyway, see you in 35 years. That's your movie. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, I'm in the love. Other, with... The other title, by the way, is Die Hardest. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I just, right, want, to, well, I just yeah. want to restate, friends, do let us know. If you know of a movie that's streaming that we could watch on FilmSat, Netflix has gotten overrun with stand-up comedy and pretty good quality originals yeah. that we're not going to sack. Yeah, great stuff. Oh, it's becoming, it's becoming the best service in the history of the world, but there's just less right. uh, overall volume now, of Now, Hulu has tons yeah, so does, of crap. So does Amazon. they got a lot of crap, too. Yeah. And I think Amazon was uh, when we did the the vote. It seemed like Amazon was the next highest. Yeah, um, everybody's got Prime. Feels like yeah, or a lot of yeah. people do. So uh, yeah, I have no problem with that. But Earth Girls are easy. No, no, sorry. What's the one we're doing next week? Oh, whole uh, nine yards. Whole, whole nine yards. Whole yeah. nine yards. Uh, yeah, 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 the whole nine yards are easy. Yeah, the whole nine yards are are easy. Uh, Amanda, Pete, uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, who else is in that? Matthew oh, Perry. Matthew Perry. Uh, I used to have the biggest crush on Amanda Pete. Oh, I sure. still have a huge crush on her. I watched her recently in a, another movie. What was it with? Was it Paul Rudd? Mm. And I, they I, were going. Yeah. It was one of those going home movies. It was a romance. romance yeah, yeah. Comedy, I, I have movie. a I have a confession to make about Amanda Pete. There is a scene in Saving Silverman mm, when she's yes. in with uh, that dude from American Pie, and then uh, Steve Zahn is in it. Right. Or yeah, Jason. What's the other guy's name? Jason Biggs. 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 Jason Biggs yeah. and uh Steve Zahn. And Steve Zahn's it's a great Steve Zahn role. It's totally Steve Zahn all all up and down, Steve Zahn. And uh she's got him tied up for some reason and she's tempting or no, she's tied up. 
and he's got a burger and the burger sploops off a hunk of, I don't know, sauce and it lands right on Amanda <laughs> Pete's boob, like right on her, <laughs> on her upper boob. Her upper boob. Her upper, upper boob. Because she's not naked or so anything. So this is this is the uh, the cut of the boob. Yeah. Here is the upper boob. Here's the Side upper boob. boob. Right. Side Middle boob. boob. Under boob. Under All boob. That. Yeah. It was the upper boob. She's fully dressed, but it's the upper boob. And she talks him into getting all up close and licking the sauce off the upper boob so right. that she can then bonk him in the head and get out of this this conundrum she's in and get out of the tied up chair. And I remember thinking, Steve's on, dude. You, you gotta go. You, you, you've made it as an act. Yeah, well done. Well done, buddy. B- b- before Whatever we go, led you to this part of this role. Before we go, you brought up Paul Rudd. Has have we all watched Mute? Uh, no, no, no I haven't yeah. watched it yet. So keep it to the hush. So right. keep quiet is about it, it. Is this the new yeah. the new Duncan Jones Netflix deal? Yes. Yeah. Mute your face. Heard mixed things. Uh, just. Just make a deal with me that you're going to all watch Mute in the next seven days, and we'll talk about it next week. I didn't know I'm that was 70% Paul Rudd done with Altered Carbon, so Mute may be the next thing oh. I watch. Oh, oh, and does anybody have any crazy Oscar predictions? We are recording this before the Oscar. Crazy? No, it's going to be the no. lady who has sex with a fish. Shape man. of water, yeah. yeah, exactly. Fish fish water face yeah. is going to win. Uh, or three billboards maybe will win. I don't know. Boss Baby will upset Coco for animated no film oh, of the year. Oh, no, I no way. He asked that for category it. is the biggest shoe in. Yeah, yeah exactly. you you asked for crazy. I think you gave it. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's I do crazy, too. I agree. Yeah. That's not a real prediction. Um, Coco's got this. I I'll predict that they make another flub. Maybe not as big as Wrong Envelope or Wrong Winner, but they'll make some flub during the ceremony because they're going to be so careful this time that they'll be too careful and someone will screw something up. That's my prediction. Mm. Kimmel will make an uncomfortable joke about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, really I'm stretching there. <laughs> crazy I'm, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm predicting that Kimmel will have an uncomfortable bit about the five movies named Wonder Woman, Wonderstruck, Wonder, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, and Wonder Wheel. Uh, and, it, and it will go on too long and it will not be funny. Uma, Oprah. Oprah, <laughs> Uma. Uma. I remember that. David Letterman did that, right? Yeah. 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 His one time on there, which he said he hated. But who knows? Anyway, well, there you go. Uh, this has been a fantastic time, everybody. It's good to be back. Filmsack at gmail.com is that email address to send your emails to. And don't forget to visit us at filmsack.com. You can leave your comments there. Hang out, talk, yell at us, whatever you want to do. It's fine. Leave your reviews on whatever services you're getting your podcast from. It helps us in lots and lots of ways. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. We'll see you next time. Yeehaw! <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.